Hello, welcome to the Living the Abundant Life broadcast. I'm your host, Dr. Samuel Meredith, pastor of Living the Abundant Life Christian Center in Little Rock, Arkansas. I'm so happy that you decided to tune in today, uh, and I pray that you'll get some type of nugget that's going to help you live the abundant life. All right, you have your Bibles. Let's turn to Proverbs 13. We'll begin reading at verse 22. It's a familiar passage of Scripture. And it reads, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, and the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. For teaching purposes, we're going to focus on the first part or the A part of that verse. And it reads, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. Now, let's think about this for a moment. It says a good man. A good man. It didn't say a rich man. It didn't say a man who was politically correct. I'm sorry, politically uh, uh, had great politically influence, political influence, I should say. It didn't say an educated man. It didn't say a white man. It didn't say a black man. It didn't say an Asian man. It didn't say a brown man. It said a good man, a good man leaves an inheritance. Now, why is this important? Because this passage of scripture puts all of us in a playing field, a, le a level playing field, a level playing field, a good man, a good man. Don't be alarmed by man is gender neutral. It's talking about mankind or the human race. So this can be male or female. A good man leaves an inheritance. I know you may be thinking, well, with my income, I don't see how that's possible. You keep looking at the income. What did the word of God say? A good man will leave an inheritance. Now, we're going to talk about principles and keys that, that uh, will help us fulfill that scripture because you know what it is God's will for us to leave an inheritance for our children's children amen well let's if you have your Bibles let's turn to Matthew chapter 25 Matthew chapter 25 we'll begin reading at verse 14 this is a parable it says again the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling into a far country now let's stop right there the kingdom of heaven is like now we know this is the fifth installment of this sermon series referring to the kingdom or talking about the kingdom of heaven. It says again that the kingdom of heaven is like. What does that mean? Jesus is trying to show us the mindset of God, how he operates. Now, why does Jesus want to do that? So we understand. So we will have an understanding of how the kingdom operates. If we can understand the mindset of God or how he thinks or how he operates, we can capture how to prosper here in this lifetime on this earth. So this is very important. Once again, Jesus says, verse 14, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and entrusted his goods to them. Now, let's wait. Let's stop right here. He did what? 
he entrusted his goods to them. What does that mean? He gave them something of his own, his own resources. He gave them something that he had. He gave them a responsibility. He gave them some potential. He gave them some substantial substance, something needed to prosper. Let's continue reading. We'll get back to that in a moment. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his ability, and immediately he took his journey. He who received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. So also he who had received two gained another two, but he who had received one went and dug in the ground, dug it in the ground, and hid his master's money. The scripture says, after a long journey, a long time had passed, the master came back to see what those servants did with his money. He wanted to know, where's my money? What'd you do with the money? All right. And to the one that he that was given five, he said that servant came to the master. He was excited and he had something to be excited about. He said, master, you gave me five, but I gained five more. Well, you know, the master was happy. He made him some money. He said, well done, thy good and faithful servant. You've been uh, faithful over a few things. I'm going to make you rule over many things and enter into the joy of your master. Likewise, the same person who was given two talents. He said, master, you give me two and I've gained two more. Well done, thy good and faithful, same thing. All right. But to the one. And this is in verse 24. He says that servant who dug his, his money up and put it in the ground, he said, then he who had received the one talent came and said, Master, I knew that you are a hard man reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not winnow. So I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Here's what you have. His master answered, you wicked and slothful servant. You knew that I reap where I had not sown and I gather where I did not winnow. Then you ought to have given my money to the bankers and to the and at my coming, I should have received what was mine with interest. All right. I think all of this, all of this is significant in this parable. Let's go back. The word of God says he gave every, these three individuals according to their abilities. We all have different abilities. And so understand that the Lord is going to give us something. You may be called to own a grocery store, but you may not be like Sam Walton, but you may be called to have some type of grocery store. It could be on a national level. It could be on a state community, or it may be on a local level. It may be a mom and pop store, but whatever it is, God's going to give you an idea an assignment. He's going to give you something. Because remember, if we go back to the text, it says that he gave out of his own resources or his own goods, he gave the servant something. If he had not given the servants the talents, they couldn't multiply it. So what am I saying? 
in order for you to leave an inheritance to your children's children, you must, God has to give you something. Now, that something can come in the form of an opportunity, an ability, a dream, a vision, a direction, an instruction. God is going to give you something, a nugget of his from the kingdom of heaven. He's going to give you that idea, that instruction, that ability. And with that, you're supposed to take that and prosper. So you can fulfill this promise. You want to leave an inheritance to your children's children. Let me say this. There's another scripture that says that he gets pleasure. It's referring to God. God gives pleasure out of the prosperity of his servants, or in this case, his children. What do you mean? Well, if you have a child, if your child is successful, if you're a parent, that child will make you brag. How is Johnny doing? Man, Johnny's doing well. Man, they just moved in a nice home. They're doing this. They're doing that. And he's, 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 he's the head of his company, and he's moving up in the ranks, and, and, and they notice all the great. They're going to brag on you. That's what parents, that's what they do. Well, how much more our Heavenly Father? He gets pleasure when you prosper. That's one of the reasons why he's trying to help you prosper. He wants you to prosper. Now, why does he want you to prosper? Because when you prosper in this in his kingdom, you take away the influence of the evil one. What do you mean? Well, if you're driving down the street in a Bentley, you can get a lot of attention from sinners and saints alike. That opportunity will open up the door for you to be a witness, you to witness Christ to someone. Because they can see this guy or this young lady got her stuff together. It's not so much that they have their stuff together. It's just they obeyed what God told them to do for their life. Because a good man, once again, not the educated man, a good man, a person who can obey God, hear the voice, take that seemingly small idea and do something with it i'm reminded of a story uh i heard this lady give her testimony she was a stay-at-home mom and and her husband was out working they were struggling they were really really struggling i mean they were financially behind they were in trouble so she began to learn the principles of god's word much like i'm teaching you now and uh well they learned began to learn the principles and and she said god what what do you want me to do? I mean, I understand these principles. I understand you love me and you want me to be successful. You want me to prosper. You want me to be rich. But God, how do I do it? Now, remember, she's a stay at home mom with about three kids. And they're struggling financially. God began to give her this idea. Let's raise puppies. Particularly, it was called, I think, a golden doodle or something like that. And so that idea kept coming to her mind. And she told her husband, I, I believe we're supposed to somehow, I'm supposed to raise puppies. And, you know, because their mind was renewed to the word of God, they didn't think it was strange. So they acted on that idea. They, God blessed them with some finances where they were able to purchase two, a male and female. And eventually though, that those dogs began to produce. And produce and produce. What happened, the blessing of the Lord was on those dogs. And she talk, gives her testimony. She was able to sell those puppies for like 2300 a piece. I know after three or four years, they had like 63 and then it went to 
like a hundred or something. So the point is at $2,300 per puppy, they quickly got out of their financial situation. That was an ideal for at for a stay-at-home mom. God is going to give you an idea. It may l- seem crazy. Inquire to the Lord about that. God, is this really you? He has a way. And listen, it's unique to you. It's something that you have an ability to do. You know, in the natural, it may seem impossible. Now, I don't know if this lady had ever raised puppies or not or knew anything about dogs, but that was irrelevant. God gave her an instruction, an idea. And she took that opportunity and God prospered it. Why? Because it came from God. You know, when you get an idea from God, you never have to worry about asking God to bless it because it came from heaven. It was a good from the master. It was from the master's resources. So it was already blessed versus you having a good idea. So you have to ask God to bless good ideas. Let your ideas come from God. In all thy ways, acknowledge him. Seek God. God, what is your plan for me? How can I prosper? How can I prosper? In this story, we want to be like the person who had the five and the two talents, all right, that multiplied it. Now, let's get back once again to the person who received the one talent. Now, unfortunately, you all, this is, We're like that today. This really mirrors a lot of the Christian people. Can I share something with you all? I had to say ouch on this because I had a mindset, which I didn't understand. I didn't even recognize until God showed me this word to the Holy Spirit and lighten my mind to this word. Because I thought it was based on my job and the money I was making. This servant who received the one talent, he, he didn't lose his money. He didn't gain, but he didn't lose either. This is like a person who perhaps they may buy a home. They may have two cars. They may raise their family. And at the end of their life, they may have enough money to bear them. They even tell their kids, look, I'm not going to leave any money for you all to fight over. (laughs) Many of us have heard this before, but you know what? That's contrary to leaving your inheritance to your children's children. We have to renew our minds to the way God thinks. Please don't get in condemnation. No, I have to make some changes behind this sermon myself. I have to renew my mind to see what God is saying, what he was saying, what the message he's trying to give me. So now that my mind is free, I can open. I'm open to receive from God. And I pray that you're doing the same thing as well. So once again, this represents the person who's doing I mean they're mediocre they're not losing they're they're existing life is okay it's okay you know they're able to do some things they're able to get some things John 10 10 they're living life but it's not the abundant life God wants us to live the abundant life so my question to you today are you living the abundant life Because if you're living the abundant life, and I'm talking about God financing it, you'll be able to leave an inheritance to your children's children. You'll be able to leave an inheritance to your children's children. God wants you to live. It is God's will for you to live the abundant life.
Okay? So, let's get to some practical examples now. All right. I understand that it's God's will for me to prosper, and I can see similarities of my own actions to the person who just buried their talent. That means, God, you have given me opportunities, ideas in the past, and I didn't do anything with it. I may have thought it was just a fleeting thought. Okay, now, God, my mind is open. I see. Now, God, show me. Show us. God, help me. What is your plan for me, and how can I be a blessing to my children's children? God will give you some ideas. He'll give you an, an instruction, I should say. Only need is one. He'll give you an instruction. And maybe he may remind you of something that he told you last year to do. Whatever it is, that thing is going to prosper you. It's going to multiply. Now, anything with God, it requires work. If you're sowing, if you're reaping, it requires work. All right? So you're going to have to work. Okay? Because if you don't work, you'll be just like that lazy man. All right? So we have to do something with the idea. We have to cultivate that idea, all right, that opportunity. All right? In some cases, if you cultivate that idea, opportunity is coming. And when preparation meets opportunity, success can happen, all right? So now, <coughs> so what are some other things I can do? Well, you can become financially literate. What do you mean financially literate? Perhaps we should study how does bonds work? How do uh, the stock market work? These are things to consider. How do they work? Bonds are much safer, and there's different types of bonds. They yield between 4 to 6% interest. And in most cases, you can get your principal money back. Stocks is a little bit risky, but it yields up to 10%. Can up to 10% you can earn. So, but it's a little bit more risky, but you need to study. Now, if you study all these things and become financially literate, you understand the companies, how you understand the system, how it works, what's a successful company. We know right now during this, this pandemic, right now, Amazon stock is very high because everyone is using Amazon at this moment, okay? But, um, but so we want to study how those companies, you know, and as it relates to the economy, we want to study different aspects of the of the market. Now, once you become financially literate, you understand how the companies work, you understand how the stock market, you understand how bonds work, and you're watching the stock market. You're watching everything. You don't just throw your money away. No. You're going to rely on the Holy Spirit to tell you where and when to sow or when and where to uh, buy stock or to buy bonds because he knows. He knows what the future holds. He'll tell you when to buy. He'll tell you when to sell. All right. Remember, in this equation is you plus God or the Holy Spirit equals prosperity, which means an inheritance for your children's children. You have to you have to depend on the Holy Spirit to tell you when and where. Seek ye first the kingdom. He'll add all these other things to you. Rely on the Holy Spirit rely on the Holy Spirit. He will tell you how to get to your wealthy place. No man can do it. The Holy Spirit can. The bottom line here, God wants you to prosper. He wants you to be a blessing to your children's children. 
And let's think about this for a moment. If I, I'm learning these principles, if I am so prosperous where I bless my children and I can bless, bless my grandchildren, by the way, I do not have any grandchildren, but if I can bless them and if I teach my, my children the same principle, they bless their children and their grandchildren and so on and so forth, what's happening? The financial in our family will multiply. It'll be just like the Waltons. Think about Sam Walton. His children, his children's children, they all are prosperous. Why? Because of what, what Sam Walton did. That is the picture of success where God wants us. Now, we may be on different levels, but the whole point is you should be, we should have enough money for our children's children to prosper or leave an inheritance, I should say. Okay? So I pray that this message helped and encouraged you. We, can see, we want to be like the, the servants who did something with their money, their idea, their talent, their, their instruction, because we realize, no, that's coming from heaven, and God is going to use that to prosper us if we obey, if we follow after that, okay? Well, you all, once again, this is Dr. Samuel Meredith, and I hope you enjoyed this lesson, and we thank God in all things, and God bless you.